Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. And of course, talking about recruiting. First big official visit weekend this past weekend. A lot of big names in Gainesville. A lot of big commits. A lot of big targets. Uh, we'll get into it right here. And we'll, do, we'll take a peek ahead to, to next weekend as well. Another big weekend. Maybe not quite as big as this past weekend. But a lot of big names on campus coming up this weekend as well. And I know the big topic is, where are the commits? Well, take a look around the country and where are the commits? Not many commitments on all these official visits from over the weekend. So we'll get into it. Uh, I, I get the worry a little bit. I get the concern. Personally, not much. But uh, believe me, I see it out there uh, on Gators Breakdown Plus, on Twitter, all that stuff out there. So, look, uh, I, I, we'll get into it uh, of why I think it's not that big of a deal right now. Uh, but um, I, 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 will, I will say I, I see where you guys are coming from if you were looking for more. Don't get me wrong. I probably at least expected one uh, coming out of this, but not getting it. Uh, look, I'm still, you know, straight line. Right now, not uh, definitely not too high because, of course, getting commits are better than not getting them. But not getting them right now does not really worry me at all that much. So um, I can't speak for everybody. I know that I'm a little more patient than, than a lot of people, uh, but uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. A lot of good conversation on that right now. Uh, that seems to be the prevailing uh, kind of topic right now. Or where, where are the commits off the big official visit weekend? Uh, we'll get into some of the storylines from this past weekend as well. I mean, the way it went the way it was kind of supposed to. I mean, you you hope to hear the the great reviews. You're going to hear the great reviews. I know if you were on social media uh, or Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, uh, we saw all the videos and all the images coming from the weekend, and everything looked good. I know uh, talking to some people who were around it and some people who have been around it, uh, they were hearing some great things as well. Uh, but of course, at, at some point, we got to see it pay off, uh, and uh, um, I still think it will uh so i, I th- this these last couple of days don't uh, don't change my mind all that much so hit that like button hit that subscribe button plenty plenty to get into right here on this episode of gators breakdown looking at recruiting in this class of 24 and all the big targets uh that were on uh campus this past week uh this past weekend uh and looking forward ahead too so like subscribe uh if you haven't done so yet right here on the youtube version uh subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform 
as well, uh, if you haven't done so yet. And of course, Gators Breakdown Plus, uh, very busy uh, this past weekend with a baseball game going on as well. Uh, there's a baseball chat room in there. So hopefully we get to talk about that coming uh, more coming up as well uh, as the Gators are in the NCAA tournament. Hopefully that c- continues to extend on, uh, but also at the same time, of course, plenty of recruiting, recruiting, recruiting in the recruiting channel right there on Gators Breakdown Plus. Link is in the description if you want to keep the conversation going with some fellow Gator fans uh, to just discuss what's going on right here in Gator Nation. So, all right, let's get to it. Of course, uh, eight commits as far to come into this past official visit weekend uh, and looking for more, uh, of course, coming out, coming out of the official visit weekend. Didn't happen. Uh, and with Florida, I think it, – Part of this, I think, is just going to happen if you're Florida right now because you're going after so many big names, so many big targets that you're in battles for um, team or players that are considering Alabama, that are considering Georgia, Ohio State, uh, even committed to some of those schools uh, already. And look, if Florida wanted to, I'm sure they could fill in right now with a bunch of three stars, but not too many people would be happy about that right now. I mean, if people wanted to commit, I'm sure – there are some three stars out there that would be ready to jump on board right now. But if you're going to be going after these high-level four stars, high-level five stars, I mean, there's a reason the word battle exists. There's going to be battles. You're not going to shut it down after one official visit weekend. Uh, so not Georgia right now, not Alabama right now. So you're just going to have to battle it out. You're going to have to just continue to chip away at some of these guys. You're not in that position to at least demand guys to – all right, well, commit now or, um, you know, we'll move on. Florida's not in that position right now. You, you, if so, it's, it's, a, it's just the reality of the situation. I, I think when you want to zoom out a little bit about it. Uh, so you're going to have to just battle it out. Uh, and maybe just kids, you know, a lot of these kids, especially now with, with NIL being a factor, they're going to take these visits and they're going to compare uh, what Florida has against Georgia, what Florida has against Alabama. You know, these established names, if they feel good about Florida, Florida's not at the level of those other schools, so more than likely they're going to do a little more research. You know, why do I feel so good about Florida when they haven't been winning like Georgia, when they haven't been winning like Alabama, when they haven't been winning like Ohio State? So they can feel great about Florida. It's just, okay, well, let me do my due diligence here. So, you know, yes, the risk is there to lose them, uh, of course, but um, I think the great start for this class should lend some confidence. Um, You know, I I just – I think a little too more, too little too much criticism. I, I think this past weekend, um, can't we just wait till a target commits somewhere else, or wait for the end of the cycle before I think uh, we start uh, kind of hammering the staff for not getting commits off of this weekend? That's just maybe how how I look at it. I mean, look, just because I have some patience right now doesn't mean I'll be right in the end. I just don't see. After this first official visit weekend, jumping to conclusions, jumping to summaries about how this class is going to go. Way too soon uh, for that. And I'm, I'm willing to let it play out, take things as they come. Um, if there's enough evidence one way or another, then I think we can jump to conclusions. But we're not there right now. We're, we're, it's just nowhere near close to that <laughs> right now. So, as I said, I get being disappointed, um, maybe in the short term. Uh, and I would, like I said, I was expecting at least one. We'll get into that a little bit, but nowhere near to make this a, you know, an indication of how this class is going to go or how it's going to finish uh, right now. It's still way, 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 way too early now. I mean, summertime is the, the 
time you want to put it all in. I mean, we we got this two month window, June, July. Maybe you throw in August a little bit there too. I think that will give us a pretty good indication of, of how this is going to go. Uh, but just after this first official visit weekend, uh, I can't I, I can't jump on board yet. So. Uh, I never thought this was going to be the weekend. Like, if you listen to Gators Breakdown last week, I was only really given one name, Chris Jones, of course, um, about the thought I would maybe on commit watch. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be in the first place uh, a weekend where Florida was just going to have this wave of commitments uh, come, come, coming at it. So it begs the question, and I know this has been brought up before, are, are, are these visits too early? You know, Florida's bringing in a lot of big names in this first official visit weekend, do you want to spread it out or do you want to have them toward the end? I think that changes a little bit with NIL. And look, guys, go back to last year at this time, the first official visit weekend and the, the first June, the first weekend in June, Trayon Webb was on campus for his f- official visit. Aiden Mazel was on his official visit. Kelby Collins was on his official visit the first weekend of June. And Jordan Castell, none of those guys committed coming out of that weekend. None of them did. And they all eventually chose Florida. So it's not the end-all, be-all of you got to commit the Sunday on that visit, the Monday off after that visit. I mean, Florida, there, there's just a year ago, four guys in Mazelle and Collins being very, very high for, this, for, for the 2023 class all waited. They didn't, they didn't commit coming out of the official visit weekend. So there's already some evidence where Florida last year got four guys coming out of that first official visit weekend, just not right after. So I think NIL has changed it a bit. Uh, now, more evidence is certainly needed for, for comparing, I think, the, before NIL and where that last visit probably really was so crucial. But now I think there's a lot more going to take these visits, going to see. Um, there's so much more involved now of taking all the research and then making the decision. I think that's going to happen a lot, a lot more now. But it's still, we still have to wait to see. Uh, so that last fiscal visit weekend still could be the difference maker a lot of times. Now, I remember going back to early signing day for Florida last year. That didn't turn out. Florida had a member that big glass official visit weekend. Uh, and a lot of those guys, it didn't even really help all that much. So at least for Florida, there is some evidence where the last visit doesn't necessarily mean so much. And then going back to last year, last first weekend of June, getting four guys, Webb, Mazzell, Collins, Castell, to eventually hop into the class. So, but the narrative heading in was there wasn't going to be this wave of commits. Um, I get the disappointment. It was never made to be this weekend. And I, I guess where the disappointment kind of comes from, and I get it. I think we do all want something to kind of feel great about, to hang on to. I think many, many people are looking forward to the season and not the, uh, the prognostications there are not, very too high, are, are not too high uh, for Florida right now. So you want something to feel good about right now. It's a, I know you, the kind of timeline of it, you, you want it right now. And coming off these first big names, don't get me wrong, getting those guys are much better than not getting them. But we're probably just going to have to have to be patient a, a little bit. Uh, so, I, and I know some of us are not, and I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> but personally, I just said, give it some time. We'll see how it plays out. Believe me, you guys know if it's not there, we, we can criticize all we want to. Uh, but the, this right now on June 5th is not an indication. I, I, I don't think right now. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and we'll criticize along the way how we'll this class ends or these guys start popping off and going somewhere else. But at this moment, I say, let's let it be. Let's take it all as it is. We're, there's some great reviews. Hopefully those great reviews pay off. 
but I just say let's let's take some time a little bit. So if you're watching this live, guys, yeah, you know, leave some comments. Um, I know hot and heavy uh, recruiting talk. I know you guys got some got some uh, thoughts about it. So leave a comment. I'll see if I can get to them here in this episode, or leave it if you're watching after the fact. Leave some comments there. But uh, Montreal Hall, I do got to put your comment up because I was gonna uh, put it up there anyway. But saying the the shirt. The shirt is fire, but there we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, had to, had to kind of put it out there. Uh, and um, sorry, I was trying to, I was trying, to, I was trying to catch up with some stuff here. But uh, yeah, I was trying to get, trying to get into the comments um, uh, a good bit. But yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I was trying to. Let's see. Comments are a little acting up a little bit, but uh, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff there. Got some more, got some more about that. Uh, but little tease, little tease for the shirt, little tease for the shirt. Thank you, thank you much, thank you. I got the little. I'm going, I'm going retro. Got, got the hat, got the shirt. Uh, but yeah, certainly. Uh, sorry, kind of going through some messages right now. It was kind of kind of crazy. Uh, therefore, there for a second, but plenty of recruiting talk to get into. We will get into the review uh, this weekend, as I said, coming up as well. A big, some big names coming up. Uh, I think you, you, I think you got to look at it. Um, as far as a lot that went on, but he's continuing, and these visits continuing coming up. Big names, but let's get into this past weekend. I think we, you know, eight commits coming in, but what to feel good about. The prevailing thought out of the weekend was it was hard to tell who wasn't committed because the guys, the targets, the uncommitted guys were having such a good time with the commits. You couldn't tell. Like the, the relationships there were really, really good. A lot of conversation going on there between uh, the parents of the recruits and, and, and the targets. Um, you couldn't tell. Everybody was getting along, and it looked like everybody <laughs> was committed. Uh, so it, it, that's one step. Everybody's got to get along with each other. You, you hope that relationship building kind of pays off a bit uh, when you start looking at um, just where, where where that goes. We have fun, relationship building. It, it was a big push from the staff to really get the parents on board uh, as well with, with, with a lot of these guys, uh, but – Something that's got to pay off, but who to feel good about? Certainly, it sounds like all the commits are all in. That's something you, you definitely love to hear. You don't want to have the flip flopping, at least with the guys that you have. Now, with this good start, you want this good start to continue and pay off with a lot of these targets out there, but it certainly sounds like the commits, the commits are all in. So, yeah, I mean, you can't ask for, for, for more than that. I mean, DJ Lagway on campus, Darius Hayes, I mean, he was pretty much emphatic. I mean, as was Lagway, but Hayes had pretty much come out and said, look, I'm shut down. I'm not taking visits. I'm not doing anything. I am fully committed to Florida. And that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to hear from one of your biggest, biggest um, gets right now uh, for, for, for the Gators. So, um, to keep it going. Who'd feel good about DJ Lagway leading the way, of course, made it a priority to help recruit offensive linemen, wide receivers, 
in front of the other targets. I mean, uh, spending a lot of time with those guys. And look, he's the high-profile quarterback. That was something we identified when he comes in and he's committed. You've got to help fill out the rest of the class. And, well, you know, we got to wait and see how that pays off. And this was going to be one of the first big early early um, tests of that, I think, and see how much it pays off. And, of course, spent a lot of time with wide receiver target Jeremiah Smith. Two were joint at the hip for most of the weekend as he and the Gator staff continue to chip away. I know, remember, about a month ago, people were saying, we're just wasting our time here. There's no sense in bringing him on campus. He's not going to decommit from Ohio State, and he may not. But you got to keep trying. You got to keep bringing him on campus. Every time he's with DJ Lagway, it's got to help. And that's what it seems like happened this past weekend. I think Florida, Florida's putting themselves in really, really good position here to take advantage. If that decommit comes, you got to be the team to be able to go on the rebound here. I know Georgia's going to be in the mix too. Florida's in a big boy battle here, and that's, what, that's just what's going to happen. Seems like Smith really wants to see how this Florida offense performs in the, in the fall, so I know most of us don't feel good about that. But you know, there's a couple ways to look at that. It might be more so than wins and losses. It might be how does the quarterback play look. Now, don't get me wrong. If you get good quarterback play, that will probably translate into more wins than losses. Uh, but also, you know, how, how do some of these young receivers look? Like if, if Aiden Mazel or Andy Jean or Eugene Wilson come in right away this year and are a big focal point of the offense, that might speak to Jeremiah Smith a bit. You've got to be able to sell him a bit on the vision because the uh, results may not be perfect. But if you can sit there and prove, hey, we're trying to get young receivers involved, we're trying to get the playmakers involved, this is what DJ Lagway can do. This is what you can do with him. So you've got to be able to sell the vision a bit. So this fall will go. I don't think you necessarily go look at the performance and the stats of Graham Mertz to maybe translate to what Jeremiah Smith was looking for in an offense. You've got to be able to sell him a little bit on the vision. I think Florida's doing a good job at that, um, helping build back Florida as part of that as well. But you've got to be able to sell him on some confidence uh, that him, DJ Lagway, together can be a force to be reckoned with. And then part of that, I do think, is showing this year, maybe a true freshman, supplementing Ricky Pearsall in the wide receiver room. But Florida's done everything, everything themselves in position to put themselves in position for a, before a flip here. But absolutely put themselves in a much better spot. And I know many people don't really want to believe that this is a possibility of flipping Smith, but Florida is in it and has been in it. But I do think put themselves even further in the conversation. So I know if you look on social media, there is a um, – looking at it, there is a, a transformation in Jeremiah Smith's social media. A lot, a lot of Ohio State stuff out there. There's a picture of him in the swamp on his Twitter profile. Now, his Instagram, I believe, had been that way for a little while. Not a lot of Ohio State stuff uh, to begin with. Or, or recently, he's kind of taking that stuff down. Uh, now, of course, that's going to uh, raise some eyebrows. Uh, many people were thinking, I don't believe in the whole trolling thing. If he picks Florida he, or doesn't pick Florida, I don't think he's trolling Florida. Uh, these are just kids. <laughs> uh, some of them know what they're doing, uh, but I, I don't think. 
I don't, I don't think it's a, a sign right now of him trolling Florida. I know a lot of people want to go back to Cormani McLean last cycle or, you know, some, 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 some examples like that. But no, I don't, I don't think that from everything I can gather, there's a lot of real interest here. Um, and we'll see if Florida can yeah, put the final stamp on it sometime soon, sometime in the fall. It looks like a December decision is the plan right now. Can you do anything to change that? Uh, let's see. Going back to commits, as I mentioned, Darius Hayes shut down his recruitment, not even visiting elsewhere. Uh, Xavier feels to me, Isaiah Williams were on campus as well. Both say they're locked in uh, to this uh, Gator, Gator class. So, you know, I, I insist. I do think there's a lot to be said for being able to keep keep the commits coming in here uh, for this class and being able to sell help sell the vision uh, for Florida because a lot of these reviews you'll probably hear about um, you know, when we when we come up here and kind of review the the names on the on campus this past weekend where um, the commits weren't too pushy they were giving guys their their room um, but like the relationship with the commits. They were asking the commits, why'd you commit to Florida so early? And then what sold you? There's just, a, there's just some interest there uh, for the targets uh, that, that Florida's looking for. But, you know, I think uh, these commits that Florida has, the high-level commits will go a long way and maybe putting some final touches on this class. Or, you know, we're a long way from final, final, um, final touches, but uh, maybe helping along in the process. Uh, so probably the biggest name, as I said, that we were looking for coming into coming into this weekend, absolutely, Chris Jones, the linebacker that I was putting on commit watch, but it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, look, he'd be icing on a great linebacker class already, but at the same time, we know. We know the staff wants him. So you know, I can sit here and say, you can make a quote-unquote excuse for it. He'd just be icing on the cake right now. Well, the staff absolutely wants him and would be disappointed in not getting him at this point. So unsolicited, during the weekend, I got this message on Saturday from an assistant coach from Chris Jones at his high school. Unsolicited, it was just sent to me out of the blue. An assistant coach from his high school, quote, Chris and his family love it in Gainesville. I would be shocked if he doesn't end up there. And then comes out Sunday, do some interviews. Chris Jones, you know, says Florida, Georgia, or his top two. That's kind of what we expected anyway. But you know, how are we supposed to take that comment? We can't ignore it just because a commitment didn't happen. I mean, that's unsolicited. Assistant coach sending it my way of how much Chris Jones thinks of Gainesville, how much his family thinks of Gainesville. I mean, it was a, they were running deep, like 10 family members coming along with him to see the campus, really enjoyed spending time with the fellow recruits, especially Darius Hayes, who would be in that linebacker room with him. He says Florida sits in a good spot. That Georgia visit looks like it's still going to happen on June 16th, wants to commit by August. So if, that, if we follow that timeline, if we follow that timeline, not much longer. But hopefully we can speed that up just a little bit. I'd like to go ahead and get Chris Jones in this class. <laughs> but, of course, you cannot ignore the Georgia visit, the way they're recruiting, the way they're winning, on, especially on that side of the ball with defense. 
I think that's probably where a little bit of the hangup comes from, of course, because who you're in a battle with. Now, this maybe here's a question I'll ask you guys, and you can comment this. Does it would it would it mean more for you? Say like Chris Jones. Perfect example, I think, right here. Look, I do think it would have sent a shockwave of going ahead and going ahead and getting his commitment shut down this past weekend. But say he takes that visit to Georgia. Now, of course, you know, we can play this in many different ways. How high is he on Georgia board or whatever? I mean, they're bringing him in for a visit. I know Georgia's got a linebacker committed. Looks like they're going to lose Sammy Brown to Clemson. So could they push for Jones a bit more here? But just put it this way. Would it have spoken more to you if Chris Jones would have committed this past weekend or he does take this visit to Georgia, weighs his decision, and then chooses Florida anyway? Now, it's probably about the same either way, but that means, you know, there was some interest in Georgia. He held off on committing to Florida, interest in Georgia, takes that Georgia visit, but Florida wins out in the end anyway. That would send, in, in some ways, now I think you could take a look at it in a different light, that that might send a bigger shockwave. That might mean more because that means heavy, heavy battle with Georgia thinking heavily about Georgia, taking that visit, and still committing to Florida anyway. So I think there's a couple ways of looking at that one. But Chris Jones, I'd still say I'd put him in the class. If I was making a mock right now, he'd be in it. But of course, just right in the back of the mind, see what happens after that Georgia visit. All right, one of the bigger names... And perhaps the biggest move? There you go, Keely. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this is where I'm at, too. I don't care how we get him as long as we get him. Same here. I mean, look, I, I, I know we want him now uh, in the timeline of this. As long as we get him, it doesn't matter how it plays out. Uh, and look, the more we get, the more evidence we get of how Billy Napier is going to recruit, how this staff is going to recruit, um, going back to the transition class, to the bump class, and now this class, uh, of course, every year is going to be a, a, a data point. And now if this turns out to be, all right, they've, a lot of these guys visit first weekend but end up committing to Florida anyway, I, I don't care about the timeline. I really don't. But th that does mean now we got to have show a little bit of patience. Either way, whether it's positive or negative, we probably just got to show a little bit of patience there. KJ says, rather him go and then commit. We get all pissed with committing, and then going on the visit. So a couple comments there off of Chris Jones and, 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 and that situation. But, yeah, perhaps the biggest move comes with five-star edge Jordan Ross from the state of Alabama. Big move here from the Gators in the last week or so. This visit certainly helped in which he gave it a 10. I uh, was a big fan of how the staff interacts and how genuine and real it seems with this staff. Um, Napier Mike Peterson uh, telling him how he'll fit in the defense and how much opportunity there is at the jack spot. Uh, so not a lot of depth there for the Gators, of course. Uh, and then going to sell him that he can come in and, as a true freshman, guys, fit in right away at that jack spot. His mom was a big fan of the visit. Hopefully that's a big factor as well, uh, of course, the um, let's see. This one probably not decided anytime soon. You got an official visit to Georgia <laughs> next weekend. Uh, so followed by an official visit to Texas on June 16th. Uh, so Ross will conclude 
his visits, heading to Knoxville for an official visit to Tennessee on June 23rd that weekend. After that, maybe some official visits in the fall, LSU, USC, and Oregon. So Gators in this one, it did not seem likely at all not so long ago. He could be this class as Kelby Collins. Um, now you go back a year, and remember Kelby Collins makes that early June visit, and I didn't think there was much of a chance. I was like, there's no way you're going to pull this guy out of the state of Alabama. Now maybe Alabama slow played, maybe Georgia slow played. I don't care. Um, you ended up getting him in the class, and they showed interest later. So, you know, maybe the same thing with Ross here. You know, Florida's showing early interest, maybe more so than some of other schools. And maybe that's the dividend. Maybe that maybe that's what pays off. They don't get me wrong. Ross is, you know, one of the, you know, he's a five-star edge player for a reason. And I don't think he's getting as slow played uh, from the other schools as maybe Kevin Collin was a year ago. But Florida firmly in this one. Firmly in this one from the – and then say that Alabama's been pretty good. Pretty good to, to, to Florida when they go and, and pick and choose a bit. Going back to Kadarius Tony, LaMichael P. Ryan, Shamar James, Kelly Collins. I mean, there's some recent history there from the from the state of Alabama. Healthy pays off there for Florida, creating a little bit of a, I wouldn't necessarily say pipeline, but there's a trend there for going and getting some really good players from that state there for Florida. So, I mean, that, that I think the biggest moves were probably made with those two, Chris Jones, Jordan Ross. Uh, linebacker, and the five-star edge. I mean, this heavily defense, that's where we're going to go for, for a lot of the, the conversation here. But we'll start on the defensive side of the ball, especially up front trenches here uh, for the Gators. But before we move forward, I mentioned the shirt earlier. But, yeah, let's get into it. Homefield. Homefield Apparel sent me this shirt, guys. So go to Homefield Apparel. Uh, got the retro look, so I had to go retro hat at the same time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, really, really, really good look here. Um, Gator with a cooler. There's some fish in the cooler. Sunglasses on, a little 80s retro look here uh, from Homefield. So, guys, give Homefield Apparel a look. Got some really, really good vintage looks, some throwback looks. So, if you want that, summertime vibes, you can get them there too. Gators Breakdown Merch.com, Homefield Apparel. Thanks for those guys for sending me. I got a little golf shirt too, as well. So, uh, big, big thanks to those guys, Homefield Apparel. Really hooking us up here. All right, let's keep it going. I see you guys have mentioned his name in the chat a couple of times, but Dalen Evans, and I agree with you guys. What, what, what is he waiting on? I mean, his Twitter profile is all Gators. He doesn't even mention Texas A&M commit anymore. He's got Gator um, photos of him as his profile, his cover photo. Not much more to say about this one, honestly. I mean, we his first visit in the spring went so well where Florida threw themselves into the mix. Uh, Florida's continued to do a good job of putting themselves in position for a flip. And this time, I got the message while on the visit, and not from him, but somebody connected there, that the visit was going so well and that they were really gunning for mama this time. Uh, re- make it se- Selling mama because I mean, that's what you got to do with especially guys out of state and coming from the state of Texas and it proximity being a factor here a little bit, you got to be able to sell the parents at the same time as mom was really impressed this time on the official visit here for Dalen Evans. So, I mean, it looks like it's trending well for Florida. I'd say it happens right now. Uh, it's so tough to predict flips. I mean, that, that that's the, especially when one already committed out of state. And if it was an in-state guy, flips, I think, becoming just a bit easier. But one that's been committed to Texas A&M for quite some time, 
and now you're trying to to, to flip. So I, if you're t- asking me to make a prediction, I think it happens, uh, but I'm, I'll you know, probably a six on the on the scale of ten <laughs> if it happens. Uh, I'd lean that way. Florida did a really good job of selling him again. Sean Spencer, Austin Armstrong playing a bit, but really, really focusing in on the parents, focusing on mom this time uh, for Dalen Evans. Now, David Stone, let's keep it right here on the defensive line, uh, five-star defensive lineman from IMG, says he really likes Florida's defensive approach uh, and that Florida runs something he wants to be a part of, uh, the style of defense he can see himself playing in. Uh, Another that mentions how good the people the people are within the program. So, look, I know we don't get too excited about that, but that will go a long way here. A lot of these guys have said that. Uh, I know it kind of maybe sounds like on repeat after some of these visits, but that's going to go a long way. Um, We know how bad the culture was before, um, and that will and can go a long way in building this class back up. You you, you hope that does uh, make a difference uh, in, in one reason you want to look for that is, guys, think about all the storylines of transfer and transfer portal. Florida's looking for a certain type of player who really fits into the culture, and Florida's going to sell the culture. Um, down the road, who knows what the results are going to look like for Florida in 2023, 2024, you hope, year three, that you start seeing uh, the, the the payoff here of culture, the type of players you're bringing in, and the payoff on the field. Uh, but you know, if the results aren't great in 2023, this coming up season, and I think Florida's doing their due diligence, due diligence, and the type of players they're bringing in to where you know, they're not just going to transfer on a whim. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong; every year you're going to have to recruit your own players again. Uh, but at the same time, I think you know this the, the staff's culture, the relationship building part of it is. Trying to get guys that are just not going to transfer away uh, just because something doesn't go right. So I do think that's going to be a big selling point. You hear that a lot in these reviews uh, from from the official visits. We've heard it this past weekend. We'll hear it again this weekend and the weekend after. Uh, but I do think that is going to be a big selling part. And I know it maybe sounds like it's on repeat. And you may get tired of hearing it, especially if it doesn't pay off. Uh, but that that's going to be for, part of Florida's process here. Uh, in the type of players Billy Napier and this staff are looking for. So David Stone really mentions uh, that he, like, he, he likes what this staff is selling defensive-wise, but also the people in the program uh, are going a long way in putting Florida in consideration here, and they're doing so for a lot of the other players as well. Uh, LJ McCray, let's go to him, says the Gators, uh, another defensive lineman. The Gators set the bar high. Uh, of course, the normal visit high, of course, but did call it super unique. Uh, that was a big quote from him. Uh, but for him, it was the staff showing him he can play multiple positions up front. Uh, the end position, the jack position, uh, Justice Boone was his host. Uh, we got to hang around Justice Boone a couple of weeks ago. I, he's come a long way personality-wise. He's a lot more outgoing, and you, you, you hope to see that uh, there with Justice Boone. Uh, so I got some love from, from, from Napier, Austin Armstrong as well. Feels like a priority target for the staff. Uh, official visits coming up in June to Auburn, Miami, and Georgia. He'll officially visit Florida State in October. Uh, maybe another unofficial to Florida in July. And this is trending. If you ask around right now, LJ McCray trending to be a Florida-Georgia battle. Uh, so Gators set the bar high. Got that visit to Georgia coming up along with Auburn and Miami, Florida State in October. We'll see where that one goes. 
Uh, let's see, DeAndre Robinson, another one up front. The weight room and the staff was a big sticking point for Robinson as he was hosted by Caleb Banks to transfer. Um, it says, quote, it's really good being with Coach Chaos. Uh, he's teaching me a few things, and his message to me is he really feels like I could be a franchise player with my size and my ability to move around. They want to use me all over the defensive line. They feel like I can do stunts. They feel like I can be first, second, and third down players. So that's what they really like about me. Uh, Robinson claims to have no top schools at the moment. Georgia, Ohio State, Texas visits coming up in June. May schedule another to Florida. Uh, says he might take his recruitment into the fall. Florida sits in a good spot here, uh, looking to make a decision during the season. So guys are putting timelines on their decisions. Another reason why you're not going to see commits right after these visits. Um, don't get me wrong. I'll say it one more time. You, for a couple of these guys, you hope you can change their plan and make them commit. Uh, but uh does seem like, you know, Florida's not going to be too forceful with it. Um, I do think there is a, from asking around, not so much of a, not accepting silence so much this year. We know that kind of bit Florida a little bit this year. You're either in or you're not. Uh, so if you're willing to make the decision, make the decision. If you're not, okay. Uh, but I do think, I, I, I think, I do think the, the process here right now going pretty good for the Gators. Uh, continue it up front one more time. Defensive line, Jaden Jackson, uh, IMG product, love being around fellow recruits and commits. Sean Spencer really likes Jackson, three-star defensive lineman. I know people are going to look at that and say, oh, three-star. Sean Spencer loves the kid, loves Jaden Jackson. Gators are sitting in a real good spot. He and his family loving the trip. They take his commitment right now if he was to commit to Jaden Jackson. Probably another one to maybe keep an eye on. Uh, if somebody's going to commit soon, I'd probably say Jaden Jackson, uh, a name to look out for. Uh, let's keep it in Gainesville for another Jackson, of course. Kendall Jackson, local, official visit, still plans to take it into August. That was uh, what's coming out from his visit. But even though he's a local, he was impressed with how Florida approached the visit to make him feel wanted, even though he can make it on campus anytime. Florida really rolled out the carpet for him as well, for his mom. They treated his mom well. He's like, uh, and if you go to his Twitter, a quote from him on his Twitter, man, this weekend was great. I appreciate the love I received from the current UF players and staff. I like the things I saw and learned about on this visit. They definitely set the bar on the first OV. Way to make a local kid not feel local. There you go from Kendall Jackson. Arkansas, Kentucky, Miami visits upcoming doesn't seem like there's a rush on either side right now. But Kendall Jackson, the local Gainesville product. Now, you hope, I guess, for him. Look, guys, you just, as you're listening here, these first few names I'm talking about are all on the defensive line, all in the trenches. And guys that can play multiple positions, as we said, they can move around a little bit. You hope Kendall Jackson doesn't wait himself out of position? Wait himself out of a spot? But, you know, Florida's got options here along the defensive line. Now, we saw how that played out last cycle. You didn't – it was a good defensive line class last cycle in the 2023 class. And, guys, remember, we were following along week after – not week after week, commit after commit, and looking at all the top defensive line targets had. And there were so many last year, too, that ended up going elsewhere. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. But Florida's in the running for a lot of jacks, edge rushers, uh, defensive line, defensive tackle, of course, where we know Florida's really got to start improving that recruiting year over year. But Kendall Jackson, more that edge player. We'll see. I mean, 
gave a few names here. Gave a few names. We'll see how the timeline affects now. Maybe some guys start popping. Maybe Kendall Jackson, if he really wants to be a Gator, has to speed up his timeline a bit. That's something that, I mean, tight end, defensive line, that's going to be some positions I think to look out for as far as uh, timelines go. Who can jump on board and that maybe fast forward some other decisions out there? Uh, one more that didn't visit over the weekend, but did visit on Thursday, Nasir Johnson, four-star defensive lineman from the state of Georgia. And one reason we have to bring him up, don't forget about this now, just because he didn't visit Friday, Saturday, Sunday, visited Thursday, and out of that Thursday visit, called Florida his leader. Four-star defensive lineman from the state of Georgia, told Swamp 24-7's Blake Alderman, quote, getting an in-depth look at the Gators' plans for him, and their scheme was a highlight of the day. Uh, he left with a much stronger understanding of not only how Florida wants to use him, but how he can help boost their front line on defense. Uh, he says they see me doing um, a four-eye or playing the five technique, uh, playing around that area, being able to show my versatility, show where I can play on pass downs and run downs as well. They can use me in a lot of ways in their defense. Uh, I like what I'm hearing from Florida as far as how they're selling guys, you know, this, that's part of the vision. However, it turns out when they get to campus is certainly different, but selling guys that they can be every down players. We can use you this way on first down. We can use you this way on second down. We can use you this way on third down. You don't have to come off the field. If you prove that you can be an every down player, we're going to keep you on the field. We can move you around. You might be inside on one play. You might be outside on another play. Because they can use me in a lot of ways in their defense. I feel like I can fit into what they want to do especially the way they want to use me. I won't have to be a big body type guy in the middle. I can be a bit more outside and move around. The way they scheme things makes sense. You just have to use it the right way. So for being able to sell a lot of these guys on, we can use you multiple of ways you can stay on the field. So official visits coming up, South Carolina on June the 9th, back to Florida on June 16th for his official. And then an FSU visit on June 23rd. He wants to commit in August. Very athletic defensive line prospect, six foot, four and a half, 300 pounds. So you have to, you have to really mention him and look forward to that. Now, hopefully, it wasn't a visit high and he names Florida his, uh, his leader just based on that. But him calling Florida his leader, a four star defensive lineman from the state of Georgia, having that position versatility up front, have to really kind of dive into that one, right? Nasir Johnson, four-star defensive lineman, named Florida his leader. Decision coming by August. So one to look out for in the coming weeks, in the coming months. All right, let's keep it in the trenches, but let's go switch it around. Other side of the ball. Probably, I think if I polled you guys, might be besides Jeremiah Smith, just because of the position he plays, Ethan Callaway at offensive tackle might be top of the board for the staff, even for us fans, for us guys who follow the program, knowing how much Florida needs to help at offensive tackle, Ethan Callaway would probably be top of the board, top of the pick. If you could pick a name right now besides Jeremiah Smith, of course, I think Ethan Callaway would probably be equal up there or around that area. Ethan Callaway, offensive tackle, no surprise. One of Florida's biggest targets. Love that Florida was wasn't just trying to sell him on something and force a lot. Uh, said it was a great trip, was given the proper space by the staff, by fellow commits. 
did speak to DJ Lagway about his need in Gainesville. With all of this, he says Florida is, quote, up there. He is going to take all of his visits, Georgia, LSU, Penn State probably in this more than some people think, um, and hopes to be committed before the season begins. And the, way I re- and the reason I say he's up there, uh, maybe with Jeremiah Smith, and it's because maybe the possibility of Ethan Callaway being in this spot. Florida sits in a really, really good spot here. And one of the top targets that offensive tackle that Florida could end up in the class with. One more. Let's stay at tackle. And the name that has come up recently from the state of Texas, three-star Ori Williams, six foot eight, 310 pounds, made his first trip to Gainesville, already has set up a return trip July 29th for the cookout. Now that makes you feel a little bit good about that. But I mean, six foot eight, 310 pounds. I mean, that is ideal. I mean, that's great size for an offensive tackle. Uh, Florida, he says now, Florida, after this visit, is in his top three. He's going to visit Texas AM next weekend. He is from the state of Texas, of course. So AM next weekend, of course. Uh, LSU as well. Proximity may play a factor. Uh, he was at Georgia last weekend, so maybe not. Uh, he does, does have the proximity factor with AM and LSU, but also visited Georgia, visited Florida, so it does look like willing, maybe, to go out of state. His decision, his decision doesn't like it's coming anytime soon. Uh, says he'll make it in the middle of his senior season. But one, I think one to keep an eye out for, especially coming back for that July 29th cookout. We know how uh, popular that event is for Florida. It won't be on the hills of Friday Night Lights this time. Friday Night Lights is going to be at the end of June, not at the end of July like it normally is. So that cookout weekend will look a little different this year. Uh, let's keep it on the defensive side of the ball before we kind of, you know, this will be the last one we go over from the visits this past weekend. Defensive back Jalen Crawford. Um, the thought was Auburn was leading. It may not be the case, even heading into the visit, not maybe anything to do with the visit. Crawford said, now he says he doesn't have a leader, but the thought is LSU may be more in the mix as a leader. Uh, but during the visit, the Gators made a huge impression on him. One big selling point for him is that Napier, Billy Napier himself, helping a lot for this recruitment. So now given Napier paired with Corey Raymond, Florida finds themselves in serious consideration. Official visits to Auburn June 9th, this coming up weekend. LSU on June 16th. North Carolina June 23rd. Plans on committing sometime in July. So there's your update for Jalen Crawford. Uh, and that's one, I don't know where that one's going to end up. Because um, like I said, the initial thought was Auburn. Now maybe seem to be LSU coming into the visit. And I think Florida did a really good job here of putting themselves in, in serious consideration, like he says. And Florida's near the top for him. Um, did Heard plenty of times that the relationship with Corey Raymond was really, really going to be a determining factor here. But getting Billy Napier involved, look, there's going to be tennis, 12-ish so prospects. I think Billy Napier's really going to go hot and heavy in on to help maybe seal the deal. And we won't get every one of them. Just because Napier's involved doesn't mean it's going to be a for sure, <laughs> a for sure uh, uh, sign that somebody's going to commit. 
But of course, when the head coach is involved, that lets you know the importance, lets you know uh, where, 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 where that can come in. A lot of these guys can maybe be sold on the assistant coaches. Of course, you know, there's always going to be the personal meetings with Billy Napier on visits and stuff, but of maybe text messages and phone calls and stuff like that coming from the head man himself. Yeah. I mean, that hopefully goes a long way here uh, for the Gators. So uh, there's the, you know, a lot of the big review from this past weekend. I think Florida certainly set themselves up for a good, good review, a good, good reviews here. Uh, and hopefully those pay dividends down the road. Of course, didn't pay immediate dividends. But man, you hope goes a long way. And eventually securing commitments for a lot of these big names for the Gators down the road. So, all right, let's take a look at this coming up weekend. And who's visiting, maybe some storylines to watch out for there. Now, I'm recording this on Monday. Uh, got some vacation coming up, so this will probably be the uh, only episode this week. Uh, I apologize, but I don't apologize. <laughs> I'm going to go enjoy myself a little bit. Um, so as of now, as of this Monday, June 5th, we got a few days, but this is the list coming up with, of course, guys who are going to visit this weekend. Could change a bit, but linebacker Miles Graham, commit, will be on campus to go along with linebacker Aaron Childs, uh, Florida in this, in his top three, Michigan-Maryland battle as well with the Gators. Uh, he'll visit Michigan the 23rd weekend. So Chris Jones, of course, we just discussed him. That would be hopefully, or whatever a timeline is, would be a third linebacker in this class. Florida will take four. I kind of said that uh, and previewed that a couple of episodes ago, but Florida would take Graham, Florida would take Hayes, Florida will take Jones. Florida will take Childs. And that may mean you move Hayes around a little bit, linebacker, edge player, but Florida would be set up to take four. They would take all four. But would all four want to play together? Of course, I think that you have to look at it that way. Would Childs want to come with three other linebackers? Um, so I, I think that's probably what to look out for uh, there. But is visiting this weekend, Florida in it with Michigan and Maryland for linebacker Aaron Childs. Speaking of tight end, like we just brought up, Walter Matthews. Gators in his top two. Now, guys, I'm, I'm, I, I'm sorry to blow your mind here. Florida's in the top two with USC. He visited this past weekend to USC. Oh, Lord, he didn't commit. What do we have here? A guy who visited somewhere and didn't commit? I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, people, people were going too crazy on the USC side. You know, what's happening? Why isn't he committed? Uh, look, guys, visits are going to happen. Commits are not going to happen on the heels of all these visits. That's good news for Florida, of course. On this one, Walter Matthews visited USC without committing. Now, distance could play a factor here. I think that helps Florida uh, in the end for Walter Matthews. But visits this weekend on the heels of his USC visit, Florida-USC battle, visiting both schools two weekends in a row. I do think distance plays a factor here, Walter Matthews, from the state of Georgia hopefully in this Florida class soon. Hey, another target that visited somewhere else this past weekend and didn't commit. T.J. Moore coming off of his Clemson visit. Gators thought to be the trending school here. Visits Clemson, doesn't commit, will visit Florida this weekend. Another wide receiver, of course, Chance Moore, a Miami commit. He'll be on campus this weekend. See if Florida can make some headway there. 
staying at wide receiver, IMG product, Jare Hawkins coming off of a Miami visit. Oddly, what was it, Friday maybe? Uh, he announced, it was Friday or Saturday, he announced a June 26th announcement. He visits Florida this weekend, visited Miami this past weekend. Then Penn State gets a visit June 23rd weekend. Now, guys, remember for Hawkins, not long ago, he named Florida Penn State as top two. Miami may be more in the mix now with this June 26th announcement, you know, being on that visit this weekend as well. Uh, so we'll see where that one comes out. But it was not long ago he named the top two of Penn State and Florida. All right, let's go. Zay Mincy, defensive back, safety, cornerback, can play either. We'll see where he fits in once he gets to camp. You know, once he gets to campus somewhere. Uh, but Florida is willing to play play him anywhere. I'd say if you're looking for a name, I'm not putting anybody on commit watch. But if you want, if you want somebody to maybe keep an eye on, Zay Mincy may be a name to look out for uh, here for the Gators. Interesting to see where that one goes. Uh, I think Florida sits in a really good spot coming into the visit this weekend. Uh, let's go offensive tackle Michael Uni from the state of Texas, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan uh, battle there for for Michael Uni. I think the Gators sit in a good spot. Maybe can hopefully put uh, put a put a visit together this weekend that will sell him. And then Marcus Mascol, big target, Florida LSU in state, uh, Florida LSU NC State battle here. LSU thought to be leading for the Georgia native, so we'll see if Florida can close that gap. He just comes off an LSU visit without committing uh, this past weekend. So look, guys, look. There are visits happening for targets that will be on campus for Florida this weekend. They visited last weekend. They didn't commit. <laughs> so, hey, it happens to other schools too. There were, like I said, there were, look around the country. There was not this big wave of commitments for any really big school uh, a lot of the targets Florida's in for uh, didn't commit to other schools. So just, we'll show some pages. As I said, if these targets start committing elsewhere, then we can we can uh, get the pitchforks ready, if uh, to, so to say. But right now, let's just see what these visits come off of. Walter Matthews is, I think, another interesting one because his top two, he visits right away. USC last weekend, Florida this weekend. Uh, this is a decision come pretty soon after visiting his top two. That's one where I think you could see, all right, um, I think Florida may be trending over USC just a bit. He visits Florida after USC. Can Florida maybe put the quote-unquote final touches on Walter Matthews and secure that commitment? So Harrison Chan Sanchez, go to a question here. Dave, who will be the top corner we signed this year? Uh, I'll throw Zay Mincy in there as as a corner slash safety, he could be the top, but also Jamari Howard, of course. We'll see where that one goes. I think a Florida-Florida State battle right now. Uh, a timeline for that one, not so sure. Uh, but that's going to be an in-state Florida-Florida State battle for Howard. So, uh, Mincy, Howard, um, I'll say right now, I'll probably feel a little bit better about Mincy uh, as far as that one goes. And I said, you know, I know you said top corner will probably have to wait and see where Florida plays him. Uh, they like him at both spots. Think he can play both spots. Well, you know, it probably depends on where Florida's at when they bring him in, as far as who they already have on the roster, who they like at cornerback, who they like at safety, and where they need the most help. So, but Mincy maybe could change during his career at Florida too. Maybe starts out at one position, ends at another. Uh, but those are the two I, I'd say uh, to kind of look out for. Oh, 
All right. Thanks, guys. I know this show, um, I didn't know when because, hey, look, I was hoping I'd be doing a commitment episode. <laughs> uh, of course, I said Chris Jones, you know, was one I was really looking out for this past weekend. I was hoping that would kind of be the episode we were doing right now. But still, a lot of good updates coming out of the weekend. I still think uh, plenty of reason to be excited uh, for recruiting right now uh, under this under this staff. Uh, but, you know, um, wasn't sure when I was going to put this episode out. Uh, just because of was waiting on the news of maybe having a commit. Wanted to wait as long as possible to see if somebody would commit on Sunday. Wanted to see if maybe even Monday as well, once the kids get back home, settle down a little bit. Uh, so this was early Monday morning recording. If a commit happens, of course, uh, before I leave on Wednesday, <laughs> uh, I will make sure to throw an episode out. But uh, another big weekend coming up, of course, not quite as big, but a lot of targets that Florida can maybe still deal with. It can go a long way with this weekend. And I think, uh, uh, you know, we should be looking out for. So, all right. Big thanks, everybody, for hopping in right here on Gators Breakdown. Homefield Apparel, one more time, we'll give them a shout-out. little vintage material from them. Go, go give those guys a visit for some really, really good, high-quality stuff, too. Really, really like this shirt. Homefield Apparel, you can go find your uh, vintage-looking Gator gear there. A lot of new items uh, from them. So, so they got plenty, plenty of Gator gear. Uh, they're waiting on you at Home Field Apparel. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown.